0: Welcome to a weekly look at all things high school sports around the South Plains. Powered by the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, here's the Lone Star Varsity Podcast.
1: Hello, hello, South Plains. This is the week five edition of the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. This is Stephen Garcia, high school sports reporter at the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. And this week I'm joined by Sean Moran, the Amarillo Globe News high school reporter. Sean, how's uh, the cold front treating y'all uh, in Amarillo this week?
0: Oh, it's all right. I, uh, I'm, I'm embracing it. I'm liking it definitely uh, better than the heat.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, these past few weeks have been brutal. So hopefully make for some some nicer weather at the football games. Uh, to start with last week, uh, I know you're at the game uh, between Amarillo High and Friendship with uh, the Sandys handing the Tigers their first loss of the season. Just uh, what did you, uh, you know, take away from that game, uh, how everything played out there?
0: Well, it was a, it was a competitive matchup um, throughout the first uh, couple quarters. It was really uh, sloppy with penalties. Um, throughout, just kind of the entire second half, honestly, it got. Uh, there was a lot of unsportsmanlike like conduct penalties. Uh, every big run or big pass play seemed to come back with a hold or uh, something of the sort. Something happening after the play to make a big gain, uh, come back 15 yards. And uh, but overall, um, Amarillo High impressed me a lot. Um, I believe the uh, quarterback for uh, Friendship, Chad Berries, he was very impressive. Uh, He threw the ball a lot last week. They had him throw it, I think, uh, 29 times. And then, uh, but overall, it was a good matchup. It was competitive, and uh, Amarillo High just ended up uh, just kind of pulling away there in the second half away from uh, Friendship.
1: Yeah, I know uh, Amarillo High that moved to three and one on the year, and you know you look up in district play is starting this week. Uh, that's a district that. Uh, You know, when you look at it, uh, you know, it could really go a number of ways. I think Tascosa has kind of, you know, shown that it's the favorite there. Uh, But Paladuro also undefeated right now, Uh, you know, taking on Tascosa on Thursday, a game you'll be at. Just what do you think of that matchup? And, uh, you know, what are your biggest uh, things you're looking at going into that one on Thursday to start district?
0: Yeah, uh Tascosa started the season, their whole non district schedule was uh against four six A teams where they played great. they uh only lost, they're three and one right now, the only loss was to Midland Legacy where they ended up just kinda losing it there at the end of the fourth quarter in a very high scoring matchup and they played Abilene High, Midland Legacy, Odessa Permian and San Angelo Central this past week and they've outscored them Uh, 174 to 121 their offense is just there's so many guys there's so many playmakers Uh, major Everhart just Latravion Brown just BT Daniel all these guys they every time they touch the ball it seems to be at least a first down and uh, they're averaging 43 and a half points a game right now and and into the district, I mean, they're on fire. And Paladero uh, they're on the other hand, they're four and zero for the first time uh, in 20 years. Uh, first year under Eric Mims, and he's doing a great job turning them around. They have a bunch of guys as well uh, on offense. They they run kind of a two quarterback offense with uh, Avery Randall and Jaden Garza. And uh, Coach Mims just kind of inter- changes those guys, with whatever he's feeling, kind of throughout the game and. They both uh, kind of lead the, rece- uh, the receiving, rushing, and passing for the team. And then uh, – but Treshawn Monroe, is their starting running back, actually, and he, uh, he's been dominating over the past few games. And on defense, they have an inside linebacker, Cameron Brown, who seems to be around the ball. Uh, every play, they force turnovers. They're just a real confident group right now. And I think uh, heading into the game, uh, it's going to be uh, – it's going to be a tough matchup for Paladero. It's going to be their first uh, real uh, hard test of the year, and I think that uh, it should be competitive. Uh, I'm excited to see how Paladero just kind of plays and performs against Tascosa.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you touched on it. Just a, an outstanding job by Coach Mims there, his first season. Uh, at Paladero, really turning things around. And, you know, if there is a positive with starting out uh, against the district favorites, uh, you know, they'll be tested. And, you know, if they can hang with Tascosa, it'll serve them well going uh, into the rest of the district. Uh, I know Coronado, they picked up their first win last week. They're on the bye. They're with the 17 district, they're first up on the bye. And they have Paladero next. So, I think, uh, you know, the Dons, they'll be able to, uh, you know, take a lot from the game, whether it's, uh, you know, however that plays out. I know how you mentioned it'll be a tough matchup for them, but they'll be tested uh, going up against Coronado the following week. And I know uh, Coronado's coach, DJ Mann, uh, mentioned to me last week that him and Coach Mims are are pretty good friends, so that'll be exciting. But uh, you know, sticking with this week, uh, Amarillo High is taking on Cap Rock in another district opener. Uh, what do you, what can you tell me about that matchup, and uh, you know, what you are expecting to see there?
0: Well, Amarillo High, uh, I think they're one of the hottest teams uh, around the Panhandle right now. They uh, kind of just. Uh, controlled the entire second half against Friendship last week. I mean, their defense was flying all over the field. They were hitting hard. They were tackling, had sure tackling. They uh, came out 31-14. They kind of ran all over them with, uh, after a while, it just seemed like they wore down the Friendship defense uh, with their pair of running backs, Levi Sladen and Ethan Cowan. And, And those guys are gaining momentum. I mean, their quarterback, Brock Wade, he's... Got four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and I think he's completing around sixty percent of his passes. So he's uh, distributing the ball well. And like I said, the defense is uh, very strong. They're led by uh, middle linebacker Carter Johnson. I, he has about eighty tackles this season. I know twenty of them are solo, but he's been in on basically every every down. There's a play he's in on the tackle. And then uh, Cooper-Ivey, he had a big game last week as well for them. And then in the secondary, they have Luke Laminak. So they kind of have every uh, part of the defense covered. And then uh, Caprock's just coming in there. Um, they've been competitive in every game that they've been playing. And I know they have a new uh, quarterback, but they're just kind of getting involved. And uh, they, like I said, they've been competitive in every game. They played Canyon last week, lost 30 to 20 Every season, every game. They seem to force a turnover or have a couple sacks and uh, play a very strong defense. And then I think they're just, their offense is just coming together. And I think uh, playing against Amarillo High is just going to be a good test for them. And we'll see where they're at, uh, just kind of the first game of the district.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, this is a district that uh, going into the season, I know, uh, you know, the outside pundits kind of, you know, didn't really have Paladuro uh, in that playoff mix, but looking at it, you know, Coronado isn't, you know, probably where a lot of, uh, you know, projections had them starting out the season 0-3, but they, you know, got some confidence last week getting their first win. But it looks like it's just going to be a, a really competitive district. Uh, the other matchup there this week is Monterey taking on Lubbock High. Uh, I think the Plainsmen are uh, somewhat heavy favorites in that one. But w- with the emergence of Palo Duro in there, you know, in that playoff mix, just how competitive do you see this race uh, shaping up? I
0: definitely see it being a competitive race. I think it all starts with just seeing how Paladero matches up in the district after just being very impressive in the non-district portion of their schedule. And I think, uh, but I definitely see them contending for one of those playoff spots or maybe even kind of leading the way for one of those playoff spots because, I mean, Eric uh, Coach Mims, he's been great for the confidence of the overall team. And he even said last week that he's never gone into a game thinking uh, he doesn't have a chance to win. So that, that kind of confidence just trickles its way down to the assistant coaches, the players, and I definitely see them being a, a major contender at the end in this district uh, just this year at the what they're playing right now. And But uh, I think absolutely the right now the three Amarillo teams, Paladero, uh, Amarillo High, and Tascosa, really look like favorites to me in this uh, district. That they seem like to be playing like the three best teams in the district right now and uh, just excited to see how it kind of plays out over the next few weeks and who, how it starts to take shape.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, you know, those three Amarillo schools you mentioned uh, look like they're uh, at the top right now, but obviously Coronado hoping that last week is more indicative of how the season's going to play out than the 0-3 start uh, so it should be interesting. Uh, I'm with you there. You know, I can't wait to see how that plays out. And uh, so, Sean, where are you going to be on Friday?
0: I'll be in Dumas uh, watching the Randall Raiders take on Dumas teams.
1: Okay. I know Dumas is a team that has played some of our local schools. Uh, they were able to beat Estacado. Uh, what excites you about that matchup on Friday?
0: Uh, just kind of the 4A versus 5A kind of matchup seeing how uh, Dumas plays against uh, a pretty tough Randall team and how just it seems pretty evenly matched to me from the outside Uh, I'm excited to see how Dumas just plays like I said against the 5A team at at home just hosting uh, having a big home game and uh, I haven't been able to see him this uh, year so just kind of excited
1: to get to know the team to be honest well that should be a good one too up in the panhandle Uh, again we're joined by sean moran of the amarillo globe news sean i appreciate you uh, taking some time to talk with me and i'm sure we'll be talking more as the district race heats up and you know others start here in a few weeks absolutely Looking ahead to another noteworthy game in the area this week, I will be headed back to Idaloo. The second week in a row, I will be at Riddell Field to see the Wildcats play host to New Deal on Friday. And let me tell you, I am excited about this one. These are two teams that I've actually seen in person this year. I was in New Deal a few weeks ago when they beat Wellington 28 to six, and that is a state-ranked Wellington squad, who I know in Class 2A Division II is expected to make a deep run. And New Deal really handled them. I know the Skyrockets were battling injuries at the time. They started their sophomore backup quarterback and their star running back Mark Ramirez was playing in his first game at the time and still kind of finding his way but the New Deal defense you really made things tough on Wellington and so I'm expecting a low scoring real defensive battle on Friday when I saw Idaloo on Friday taking on Littlefield uh, you know the defense was as good as advertised they allowed 13 points but they pitched a second half shutout the little field touchdowns they came one was on a short field after a turnover and actually the second was a fumble return for a touchdown so really the defense only allowed one score and after the second score they really tightened up made life hard for Littlefield, who is learning new offense but Idaloo did not do them any favors. So I'm expecting another great matchup on Friday, a tight one. Both teams have strength and size in the trenches, you know, that you don't always see at the smaller school level. So New Deal, they weren't exactly pushed last week, and that may be putting it extremely mildly in a 70-0 win over Vovina, who was just overmatched, and yes, Bovina isn't a great team. They're 1-3 now, but even in games where teams are overmatched, I don't think I've ever seen a box score quite like that one. New Deal holding Bovina to negative five yards of offense, and I don't think that was a typo. So New Deal, they've been doing it with defense, Their offense is clicking. Their running back, Larry Eaton, continues to do great things. Harley Patterson hasn't been called upon to do a lot. I know he's been very efficient. So they haven't really had the need to pass, especially with the play of Eaton. So I expect both teams to really get a lot out of this game. It's a non-district contest. They are both state-ranked, with Idaloo entering the poll this week at number 10 in Class 3A, Division II. So really, uh, you know, there's not really anything negative that can come out of this game for either team. Just a good look at great competition, one that should get them ready for their respective district races. So I'm excited about this one, and I'm expecting a close defense oriented game it could be low scoring I could see maybe a 24 to 21 a 2017 type of game and if I'm wrong please feel free to let me know I will gladly accept that but if I'm going on the record I say it's low scoring you know if a team gets to 28 that may be enough to win it so just I'm the big winner here because I'll get to see a great matchup, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'll be sure to let you know how that one played out next week on the podcast. I just wanted to thank you all again for listening. And until next week, this is the Lone Star Varsity Podcast.